All right, so welcome to Everything Went Black podcast. This is the first one that I'm doing since I got back from our whirlwind tour with uh, Paul Bearer. And uh, before we get started, I just want to run through all the affiliate sponsors. As always, we have Datsusara, which is a great company. They make uh, all hemp uh, training equipment, bags, uh, MMA uh, shorts, jujitsu gis. They also have these really cool uh, chopsticks that are made as, out of hemp, too. And I'm probably going to order two of those for the house here. Uh, on it, which is um, a great supplement company. They sell supplements. Uh, if you're into, uh, you know, really killer nutritional nut butters and that sort of stuff, check them out. They have uh, awesome artist artistically cast kettlebells. They look like zombies, chimpanzee heads, gorillas, orangutans, and all that sort of stuff. And then uh, last but not least, we have the uh, Nature Box, which is if you're into healthy snacks, you can sign up for the service, and every month you uh, you get a box of stuff that's uh, not going to kill you in 20 years and also satisfy those hunger cravings that you get in the afternoon. Uh, so all that stuff could be found if you go to Everything Went Black Media and uh, look over to the right, and you'll see all the portals. You click through, and uh, I get to wet my beak. If you guys uh, buy, buy something, um, I get a little kickback, and that's how we keep the lights on around here. And as always, we're brought to you by Savage Gold Coffee, which is my coffee company, which Charlie's enjoying mm-hmm. a uh, cup of black mm-hmm. coffee. Is it good? You like it? Oh, it's, dude, it's delicious. Yeah. yeah. So far, so good. People seem to be into it. So you can hit uh, Savage Gold at savagegoldcoffee.com. And if uh, you're already into that stuff, you can join the Savage Gold Coffee Alliance and uh, get sent coffee every, every month without fail. So before we get started, I always forget to do this, and people ask me, well, do you guys have a Facebook page? Uh, how do we get in touch with you? And so, yeah, we do. So on Facebook, it's uh, Everything Went Black Media. And, um, you know, just give us a like. Uh, lately, I've been trying to post stuff on there, uh, you know, in, in, informational articles, uh, things about fitness, um, esoteric stuff like aliens and sacred geometry, uh, cool, like, uh, Muay Thai routines, like stuff that I'm into, things like that you know, photographs, that kind of stuff. So you can check it out. Give us a like. If you're listening to this on iTunes, um, some of you have already given me reviews, which is great. And I just encourage everyone to write reviews. It helps the standing on, uh, you know, on iTunes for whatever, whatever that means. So uh, today I have two guests. I have Kristen Corvette, who um, is the, uh, the host of the B-Sides NYC Sessions and is also the uh, you, you, the writer of uh, the Sluttest column. Founder, so, editor, yeah. Founder, editor. I was trying to like you know everything. Out the everything, yeah. jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also we have uh, Charlie Schmidt, who is uh, Toombs' uh, new drummer. And you might ask, well, why the hell I have these two different people here in the same room with me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, the answer to that question is they happen to be, happen to be married, so yes. we have a you know. Sort of social gathering going on here family as well. Affair. As a family affair. It's <laughs> yeah. Sunday right now, yeah. so it's like a family day. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so anyway, let's uh, let's get let's get into it. So, Kristen, the um, I checked out uh, you know the Sluttest blog, and uh, it's pretty cool. So, like, could you thank you break down like basically what you know what it is? Well, I'm sure. Like, listeners yeah. probably don't know what it is. Yeah, it's a sex positive uh, feminist website. And um, there's about 20 writers, so I'm the editor, and I started it, but I feel like more of a content curator. 
I look for really interesting women and some men of all different backgrounds to contribute, you know, whether it's uh, personal essays, pop culture critiques, even posting mixtapes that have some aesthetic, you know, um, continuity that deals with feminism or sex positive anything. And when I say sex positive, I just mean owning your own body and your sexuality and not succumbing to the virgin whore, you know, binary that most women are forced into choosing between. So that's the sort of basic premise of Sluttist. How long ago did you start this? Because it seems uh, to be like pretty well on its way. Well, yeah, I feel really good. It's been kind of short, only um, a year and a half. Wow. Actually, and yeah, we got uh, great reviews in Glamour UK and Bust Magazine, and I'm just really thankful that I have so many cool contributors, because it's not just me doing it, and obviously the success is in part because everyone contributes, and I've met so many awesome women and men through it, and it's just become kind of like a, a lifestyle. Sluttest <laughs> 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 life. So yeah, I'm pretty excited, and we're having our two-year anniversary uh, festival of art, music, and burlesque at St. Vitus on March 29th. So that's pretty mm -hmm. much the two year. And I wish I could announce who was on it, but I, I can't yet. Gotta keep but... that secret. Oh. Well, I was going to just go ahead and say it. But... <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know that it had to be a secret. Well, when is this going to go up? Uh, like probably tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> well, what's the harm in announcing it? You... Should I just like. You know what? Let, let's let, let's. Uh... You know, I mean, have we been given direction that it's okay to like uh, say that or? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, maybe let's, you know, you know, a little bit of promotion. All right, I'm for the event. Slayer, right? Which Slayer's playing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Celtic Frost, uh, uh, you know, Cold Lake reunion. Yeah, it's all Cold yeah. Lake. It's just yeah. like they're gonna play the yeah. record start to finish. It's actually the remaining members of Who doing like uh, a Pantera record. Oh, so wait, the Who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I guess I should just say it. I'm just so excited yeah. about I mean, it. Is it, it that's not, we're not violating any rules. Oh, right? no, 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 no. I just... The show hasn't know? been announced. That's all it is, right? Yeah, that's it. I've been telling people we're playing... Oh, no, you totally should. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, no. You're right. I just haven't announced it like on the internet officially, but I should just do it because I'm so extremely excited that Karen Crisis's Gospel of the Witches is headlining, mm -hmm. and both of you are in that band, yeah. so... Yeah. Why not announce it right now? Yeah, I mean, there's there's already been some press you know, yeah. released at this point. Um, totally. You know, there was this, that big thing that went up last week about who's in the band. And yeah. So, I mean, you know, basically it's, uh, you know, Gospel Witches is Karen and Dobby Day's, um, you know, that's their brainchild. And uh, Charlie and I are part of that. And uh, as well as, uh, you know, Ross Dolan from Immolation and some other people. And, and that's... Uh, you know, that's that's the first show. Well, actually, the second show. The first show is the night before in Albany. Yeah, absolutely. But the uh, the New York City, uh, you know, debut of the band is going to be at this event. So it's super yeah. amazing the way yeah. that's come together. I yeah. mean, I think it's also Karen. I mean, the theme is it's called Legacy of the Witch. The theme is looking into how the witch archetype and the slut-shaming discourse in contemporary society sort of melds together. You know, historically, women were branded witches to punish them and diminish their power and, you know, have an excuse to kill them even. And today, slut-shaming is the same way, you know, policing women's sexuality by calling them sluts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in plenty parts of the world, women get killed because they, you know, are seen to be something outside the status quo with their sexuality. So, anyway, to bring it all back in, I feel like Karen is... An amazing 
artist, and this band is so fucking badass. <laughs> I'm just super psyched that she's going to be like the culmination of the evening. So it should be sure. yeah. killer. So even if you don't care about feminism, you can like hate women. Come to the show anyway. It's going to be killer. <laughs> no, I, would, I wouldn't not really. hate women, actually. <laughs> Because you know, there's gonna be a lot of women there, probably, and uh, a lot of women. a lot of I, women. I, I, yeah. I'll be there. It's gonna be, Charlie will be there. Yeah. So. yeah, it's gonna be you guys and a couple I might other. Just come like a woman. I don't know. <laughs> Whoa! Everybody, everybody <laughs> should come like a woman. <laughs> I'm like, I can't play in these damn pumps. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to play in high heels. I could not. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Karen seems to epitomize that kind of trip. You know what I mean? And also, it's uncanny how she just sort of appears like when almost like a superhero or something where like, yeah. you know, when in these very, very synchronous ways, Karen just kind of like materializes, you know, and, uh, and offers this like sort of positive, like, like thing, you know, which I think is really interesting about, cause I don't really, I never really knew her that well. Mm-hmm. And the, the way I met her is when we were recording Savage Gold, um, Ethel, Ethel Duath had just finished recording and she got my information from Rutan. Wow, and I didn't even know. She that. just is like, oh, I'm a fan of of what you're doing in tunes, and I want you to, you know, to check out some of the gospel witches stuff, and you know, I can hear, you, I can see your voice being part of this, and then it just sort of evolved from there. And now I'm I'm supporting uh, Davide on guitar. Like I'm playing like the the more caveman parts <laughs> <laughs> of of the songs, and he's playing the more you know accomplished musician parts. Yeah. Um, you know, then I drafted you because the uh, you know, the original guy who was playing on the record ended up not having, you know, he had some conflicts or whatever. Right. And then this whole sort of like, you know, sequence of events ended up with your two year anniversary. Yeah. And then Karen's part of that. And, uh, and then in San Francisco, Karen materialized when we were on a tour in our show and gave me this, you know, killer, I, I can show it to you later. It's like this awesome book that she did. And, you know, it was, she just like shows up like this, like, you know, goodwill <laughs> sort of sprite, you know. And uh, yeah, she's great, man. I'm looking forward to that show. I'm looking forward to getting into like practicing and like getting that material solid and oh, know, yeah, doing definitely. the whole thing. I, it's funny. I listened to that record. You know, obviously it hasn't been released yet, but we all have the mastered version of it. I listen to that record quite often. Yeah. Um, because it always it always has a it always kind of has a new sound and you know that pops into my head when i'm listening to it i'm always like this is you know it has so many dimensions to it you know um karen actually once i joined the band officially obviously over the phone but then we we met in san francisco yeah uh right before um Kristen's sister's wedding and uh we've sat and you know had coffee and we talked for a few hours and um walked in the park there was even a dancing robot yeah, at some point in dolores park. park yeah oh wow yeah, it was pretty awesome. But yeah. she she then mailed me a a, a little handcrafted drum. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. With gospel of the witches painted very very delicately on the 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 the, the, the I don't even know how the I don't know how she did it. It's very very fine brush. Gorgeous. But the attention and detail and so we put it up in the house and and then when it came didn't all the, there were like three or four really good things that happened as soon as the drum was like set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's some such powerful good energy around. I, yeah. Her I and. An artifact like that, you yeah. know. So, well, one of, that leads to like one of the things that you know I want to talk about briefly or whatever, as long as you want to talk about. <laughs> it. I don't know why I said briefly, but uh, you know, in the last like say, I would say ten years or less, 
there's been this sort of movement towards like paganism and, uh, you know, witchcraft and sort of the occult and, uh, and, you know, coincidentally, uh, you know, your sort of work revolves around, you know, feminism and like female empowerment and, uh, like those things sort of go hand in hand in a lot of ways, I think, you know, because it's a, you know, witchcraft and the occult paganism is like a pre monotheistic religion sort of ideology, which existed before all the Judeo Christian, you know, um, you know, sort of in, in my, in my opinion, that sort of world is very anti-woman. Absolutely. You know? yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like paganism and witchcraft and there's a lot of grounding in the earth and in the body. And I feel like contemporary society, we associate the body and, you know, the earth are things to be plowed over and overtaken and mastered with the mind, which is the masculine, you know, there's yeah. sort of this idea to get away from that. And I feel like maybe the past couple decades is a return to back to basics in a way. Yeah. Are, are you familiar with Gnosticism? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how, you know, there's a concept of the Demiurge, you know, where, uh, you know, the serpent in the, in the, in the creation myth was actually, that was God. And mm. God is Yahweh, which is like this false demon, this demon, basically, who was trying to manipulate man into to remain in ignorance, you know, and to keep away from knowledge. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's... When when there was like when 2013 was coming, there was like you know the, the Mayan prophecy of this cataclysmic event. But in reality, they were talking mainly about maybe a change in consciousness. So do you feel like there is a, you know a, been a shift in consciousness sort of in the last like you know not not an abrupt shift of consciousness, hmm. but sort of a a um, slow transition from maybe that you know very patriarchal world into like a more um, you know you know, female oriented, uh, you know, earth sort of centered, uh, you know, philosophy. Like, do you, do you, do you see that? Or do you think that that's bullshit? Or? No, I definitely see that. And all the really powerful witchy women I know, um, that I talk to about that feel that way as well. And I've heard multiple things, but at the same time, there's some really heavy, awful backlash too. Yeah. That's going on. So well, what kind of backlash? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you sense? Seeing? Well, I just mean, Within the United States, oh. still the fight over reproductive rights and 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 rape and okay. domestic violence and just obviously there's still not full you know equal wages and rights as just a human in this mm -hmm. in this country alone and obviously in the world it can be way way worse but yeah. so that I guess is an uh, is a punishment of the woman and trying you know a, an attempt to remove her power but. I agree with what you're saying in general, though. There is this sort of rumbling, so maybe maybe that's something that can counter these things, but I don't know. Those things don't... Those feelings don't tend to translate to politics, so that's Not a whole yet, other hopefully. issue. Not yet, hopefully. Not yet, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, the, um, I don't believe that anything changes abruptly. I mean, even, like, you know, evolution, like when, you know, the evolution of anything into a species of, you know, different higher orders... Sure. ...takes, you know, a long period of time. So, I mean, but I do feel like there is at least the beginnings of, of some kind of change in, like, the paradigm of, uh, you know, how the two, male and female, relate in the world and getting away from this sort of, like, you know, male-centered, monotheistic, plow through, like, destroy everything and just, like, you know, control, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sharing power. 
instead of using it to hold other people down. It's utopian to think of that that way, yeah, but sure. I like to think of that being a possibility. You have to think of that as a possibility, or then you'd just not do anything because it'd be so depressing. <laughs> what do you think would happen if we took, uh, you know, all these like hardcore like Republican guys, you know what I mean, and like dose them with psilocybin Ooh. for like a, over a weekend, <laughs> like high dose psilocybin, Ooh. and just like, what do you think would be the result of something like that? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like it'd be something I'd want to watch. (laughs) Definitely. And maybe, you know, get them to do some sort of different sex acts and, you know, open their minds and orifices. (laughs) (laughs) Orifices. I mean, I think sex can be the cure for all kinds of bad ideas and energy, you know? I feel like how many wars wouldn't happen if everyone was getting laid? Oh, is that a dumb thing to say? No, because know. if you look at the bonobo, <laughs> the bonobo monkeys, you know, they uh, solve all of their conflicts with sex. Huh. You know, every I was wa- actually the other yeah. night I was watching a bunch of um, <laughs> like YouTube videos of like chimpanzees and gorillas and bonobo. You know, I ended up with, you know the bonobos and just all these different mm-hmm. primates mm-hmm. and the bonobos are just chilling. The guy like the male bonobos are just hanging out. They got these gigantic balls. <laughs> They're just like <laughs> relaxed, like hanging out in the grass. And then, you know, and if there's like a, a any kind of like um, tension and it's heter- heterosexual and homosexual, mm. they just fuck and that's how they resolve everything. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah. Sure. You know. See, there you go. That's, that's the model. But unfortunately, the, the <laughs> other side of that is humans are closer to chimpanzees. You yeah. Know? Like we're, we're, uh, 80% or 90% chimp. So mm-hmm. that's that's a whole other rule, set of rules I got there. The chimps are, you know, uh, very, very much into this hierarchy. You know, it's like an alpha male. And, you know, everyone's trying to take his place because he gets to mate with all the women. Oh, the female, yeah. You know, so there's like a lot of... So we're, mm-hmm. we're railing against that sort of genetic yeah, disposition, you exactly. know. exactly. Yeah. So got to take that into account. Right. Sure. You know. But you know we are conscious beings, though, so so we're if able to manage that, though, right? You can make choices. Yeah. Some would say that's possible to overcome some of your genetic conditioning or social conditioning. But like you say, maybe it's evolution. Maybe a thousand years from now, if we haven't ruined the Earth, hey, maybe we're just all fucking all the time, just <laughs> peace on Earth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, also things. Even on a technological standpoint, things are changing so quickly now. So maybe that that paradigm shift will happen, you know, quicker. Yeah. Because now it's like instantaneously you can reach the entire globe with information. That's so, true. Yeah. Mm. So you know you can you can log on to the sluttest uh, blog and become enlightened. You know. Yeah, I, we try. I mean, is that is that actually one of the goals? Is like sort of like so? I mean, I get what I want to get to is what is like. You started from nothing, and now you manifested this this website. So what was the sort of um, motivation for for putting this together? I guess my personal journey, Okay. um, obviously, which is still going on, but just feeling frustrated throughout my life about the ways I'm allowed to behave sexually and behave as a woman and feeling extremely thwarted and uncomfortable and constricted by... The rules, quote unquote, and I know so many other women that feel the same way, and it just 
feels, it just felt like it was just an important time to do it. And the word slut was really back in the media at that time. It was right around when Rush Limbaugh called Sandra Fluke a slut um, during those congressional hearings um, when she was testifying for birth control. I mean, you know, so things like that just started to just come to me in a new way. Oh, oh, Rush Limbaugh, you mean the drug addict? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was like an oxy. Oxycodone, meth addict. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it just seemed like the right time. I'd always been a gender studies major in undergrad and grad school and in an academic sense and in a musicological, a musicological sense. I did a lot of writing on that, but never really on this one topic. Maybe because it was so personal, but I thought, fuck it, you know, it's okay to be personal. I mean, I still don't even... I have a lot of other writers who write really personal things on the site, and that's great. I still don't really, like, give up all the goods. Like, maybe one day I will, but I kind of like saving some things for my sure. private life. <laughs> yeah. But I really enjoy that some women are cool with just writing exactly what the fuck they're thinking and doing and transgressing sort of the rules that way. So, But if you come to Slutus, you can get sort of more news things, or you can get really in-depth critiques and really personal stories. All I try to mix it up. And just interviews with artists a lot. I have a slut of the month, which oh. is my favorite thing. When I was growing up, I really loved Penthouse and Playboy and Hustler. And what, what about uh, what about uh, We um, Gallery <laughs> Club Club? Yeah, I don't, what, you, didn't, you didn't get into those. No. Some of the lower level. There's <laughs> <laughs> not not too many written articles. No. no. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so yeah, obviously I had the Tamer versions. I was a kid, but I really. I really liked the the centerfold, the the, the pinup, and mm-hmm. I wanted it to be smarter. Though I wanted to not just hear about what kind of date she wants to go on. I wanted it to be like a really smart woman, and then you can like see how hot she is. And I want there to be different versions of what hot is too. Yeah, so right. we have all kinds of different women of different backgrounds who do all kinds of different things. But every month there's a different one featured. Sometimes it's a long interview, but then there's a basic slut questionnaire that I ask everyone, and. I think it's fun, and some, if someone comes to the side just to be titillated because there's, like, half-naked chicks, sometimes fully-naked chicks, that's fine, too. Maybe something will get in there. Maybe they'll, like, read something that'll make them think. Or if they just want to get off and leave and be a misogynist, that's, you know, I can't control that. So. Or, or maybe that's, like, the gateway. Like, yeah, exactly, to, gateway to like, drug. You know, like, like how there are certain kids out there who they, they get into deaf heaven, and then they listen to, <laughs> right. they're like, oh, you know, I still, like, want to wear tight pants, but I want to check out, like, <laughs> like metal. Right. And then they yeah. get into, like, Dark Throne. Totally. Yeah. So then there might be guys out there who are, like, maybe younger, and they're just like, oh, man, there's, like, naked chicks here. Yes. Oh, yeah, by the way, while I was looking at these naked chicks, there's there's some article here about, you know, whatever. And, like, that's, you know, it's like a gateway. Totally. You and can you feel can... safe by looking at, you know, naked women and also getting enlightened a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can't blame men for being conditioned and taught to behave a certain way towards women I can't blame them for how you were raised and how society treats women and how, you know, obviously at a certain point you have to take responsibility and, and change your views. But mm-hmm. when you're young, like all you know is what you've been taught and what you've been socially conditioned to think. So I can't hold that against someone initially. Like I don't, I'm not the kind of feminist who gets like horribly offended when a man, you know, <clears throat> whistles at some chick's ass on the street. Like I understand there's a certain point where that shouldn't happen but at the same time i understand what it's like conditioned so mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't the know. guy whistling on the street is, is like this is a guy with he's like he's all. It's out usually of Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to defend that. Really, person. what I'm ju- I'm just making excuses for my own husband. So you know, but yeah. I also understand how horrible it is to be tracked on the street. Since we're talking about street harassment, I don't know why I brought that up, but I've been harassed and assaulted myself. So like physically or just yeah, really yeah, but you know. I don't know. I just can't carry around, like, rage about it. I just have to right. be like, yeah. I'm doing my own thing. I'm making my own choices and trying to educate somebody in some way. But other than that, what can you do? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So what, what is your, um, you know, there's definitely, when you say the word feminism, okay, or feminist, mm-hmm. there's, like, even depending on if you're a man or a woman, and even within our, there, are, there are two, you know, sort of genders. Yeah. There's a myriad of different sorts of connotations that Absolutely. that term it's, carries. And often it's really problematic because a lot of people think feminism means you hate men or you're really uptight and you have no sense of humor. And I think you got to have a sense of humor because it's fucking hard out there for a bitch. So... <laughs> When I say feminism, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I like how you own the word bitch. Right? That's, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Got to reclaim these words that are used against us. Um, I know some people don't want to do that. That's okay. That's their choice. But I like to reclaim them. Um, I use it to mean someone who is against gender stereotypes and gender and sexist oppression for everyone. Like, feminism to me is for everybody. There's a writer, Bell Hooks, famous feminist theorist and author and she defines feminism as a movement to end sexist oppression and I think that's the feminism I connect with and it's for everyone because gender stereotyping hurts everyone it means men feel like they can't express an emotion because like a guy isn't allowed to do that you know right or like a woman can't be physically aggressive or something like these are gender roles hurt everyone or even there's like that, even like sexually, like certain men feel uncomfortable with, you know, being attracted to other men. Yes. Because there's like that rigid gay straight yes. sort of paradigm that is like, you know, not necessarily accurate because I think there are people who are, you know, they like it. They like men. They like women. They like women more than men or they sure. like men more than women or they're right down the middle. It's a spectrum. Yeah. And we're like so horrified about our own sexuality in the United States that people get freaked out they kill other people because of it it's kind of scary so i feel like feminism is a movement that can help with changing people's ideas of what they have to be as a human in a body that's gendered Mm -hmm. so but unfortunately most people don't not most but many people don't understand that that is a way to view that word so it's still a hot button you know time put it up to be uh, they had like the worst words of the year, and they, feminist was one of them. Oh, kale was really? another kale? one. Kale? <laughs> like, How it, the it, fuck is they say kale is one of the worst words? It's so Talk stupid. It was anyway. It was such a stupid poll. You should go look at the other words that were listed. It was just the dumbest. I don't know that I shit. want to give them the wow. satisfaction. So they actually <laughs> apologized because kale. But, yeah. And feminism. Yeah, like get over yourself. This wow. is so stupid. Yeah. Like, what was the justification for those two words being the two worst words of the year or whatever? <laughs> Kale was like, I don't know, like bougie, white people, like into health, the Californian like stereotypers. I don't what's know. What's wrong with that? I, mean, what's I don't know what's with wrong this, with that. What's wrong know? with Kale? He eats Kale like every I, day. Yeah. I, yeah it's a huge I part it, of I my I diet. Chew it up. <laughs> also, uh, 
you know, another word which probably be on this next year's is Swiss chard. Oh yes, <laughs> that's another big staple on my diet. I'm sure it's going to be on a list next year. Guilty. Yeah, yeah. Charlie absolutely. makes a bacon kale salad that is like the bomb. I actually saved some bacon fat this morning because um, that, that kale is going right in there when we get home, dude. Nice. I save all my bacon fat. <laughs> as long as the bacon's organic, I save the yeah. fat. I even put it in coffee. I did it this Interesting. morning. Interesting. I never tried that. I tried the MCT oil and coconut oil, yeah. which is a regular part of my morning. Mm-hmm. But the uh, I never tried it with bacon fat. Interesting. Bacon fat, I tell you, if you put a little bacon fat in the coffee when you when you distill it, it's 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 got a it's got a really good flavor. I mean, look, anything with the back taste of bacon's pretty <laughs> badass. You know they make bacon flavored condoms? I don't use those. So. <laughs> I never use those things. So. Oh, is that like uh, <laughs> what's those out like Oscar Mayer? <laughs> non-organic though. It's not. Uh, is it like a, a um? Is it, it you know? It's, it must be some sort of like ketone based like fake thing, right? It's yeah, not, I don't really know. I would. Yeah. I've never. Condoms. I've never used one or, or actually like tasted one. Yeah, I mean, one, it, what's what's the implication that you, you actually eat the condom? Or? It's for dogs, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> wow. starting to think that there's something going on there that's a little more, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, bacon fat. So now, the extreme versions of feminism, like the, the man-hating, mm-hmm. do you think that that had to sort of go that way for a while? Yeah. I mean, you're so fed up with shit. Why not, like, lash out against the figure that you feel is holding you and the rest of the world back? (laughs) It's a little reductive to say all men this, all women that. Come on. Like, uh, individuality is a big part of this. But, yeah. I think every ism has the factions that are extreme, radical, and... You know, it's necessary. Yeah. I think any kind of like ideology, you know, like when you're, you know, you get you college and college age, 18, 19 years old, you're starting to sort of come into your own and you, you latch on to this philosophy that's like very extreme and you're all about it. But then like you grow up and you sort of get more worldly in your, in your perception of things and you kind of dial it back and become more reasonable about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They said that's, well, they say that's what happened with Nelson Mandela, right? Or no, sorry. <laughs> like Louis Farrakhan or something? You might have or? to like edit that one out. I'm sorry. Mal- Malcolm X. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> right. Yikes. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, going to prison and reading and writing and, and, you know, considering all the other viewpoints really sort of rounded him out to be a more worldly figure, so to speak, especially in his political movements and whatnot. Yeah, age, definitely. Now, some guy comes up to you and he defines himself as a feminist. Nice. <laughs> what, like, you know, how is that like, what is, what is your initial reaction to something like that? Well, honestly, I don't know a lot of straight guys that uh, define themselves vocally as feminists. Okay. I wish I knew more, actually. Really? Um, I guess in the past, when I was younger, I would have been like, ah, that's not hot, you know? Because when I was younger, like you say, extreme, I'd want some like radical aggro, like, contentious sort of figure to balance out my views in a way, like opposites okay. attract. Oh, I see. Okay. But that's my own weird thing, yeah. you know? But obviously I'd want someone who believes in equality of the sexes and fluidity of gender roles and sexuality, so that would that's what I would think if some guy said I'm a feminist. I mean, Charlie's not a feminist, but I think he agrees that gender roles and gender stereotypes, like, 
can be constricting. Oh, yeah. So that's fine with me. He doesn't have to identify as that. But I haven't met a lot of straight guys that would say that, actually. Do you you find that gay men? Yeah, because, you know, anyone in a group that has to deal with varying forms of oppression uh, is a little more understanding of other groups that have to deal with it. So I feel like we're all in solidarity. Um, Queer community, you know, feminists, obviously that's a big overlapping there. So definitely it's more in that vein, but maybe more and more it'll be guys identifying as feminists. I don't know. Yeah, because, you know, in my college days, I've ran into a few guys who, uh, you know, define themselves that way. Hmm. What were they like? Uh, dudes who probably have never done squats before, um, <laughs> you know, and like maybe uh, don't have like the best cardio. <laughs> and there was that stereotype. I feel like. Yeah, but I mean, I think that stereotype comes from a place that's like there would that wouldn't exist if you didn't run into guys like that. You that's know? true. Stereotypes exist for a reason, but. Sometimes they're blown out of proportion, yeah. mm-hmm. but yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, you know, all this stuff is like, you know, the sort of, you know, results of the demiurge, man, you know, all this like oppression, mm-hmm. you know, really, in my opinion, in the sort of agnostic viewpoint that I have, you know, that this belief in, in sort of um, a central religious, you know, God, you know, Judaism, you know, Christianity, Islam, created this sort of manifested this idea and that is what's causing all this sort of stuff and i think that it's that you know hand in hand with this like re sort of you know rebirth of like interest in the occult and all this sort of like more earth-based stuff is sort of you know awakening people to that you know Mm -hmm. it's removing separateness i feel like those monotheistic religions preach sort of a separate separation between the ruler or the one God and you and more pagan beliefs predating that would be more unity and oneness and connectivity in a way. Yeah. And also some of my ideas about like religion is that the guy who went out there and had the experiences that generated the written stories, oftentimes his message gets filtered by, you know, this sort of, you know, guy who wants to control people. Yeah. You know? There's like the guy out there with the burning bush, you know, tripping out on like ayahuasca <laughs> or whatever. And he comes back and he's like, Jesus Christ, man, I just had this fucking epiphany of what the universe is all about. And then this other guy's like, no, 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 hold on a second now. Like, you got to just calm down for a minute. Tell me what you saw and I'll write it down and I'll use this to control all yes. these like savages over here. So that we can keep the tax money coming in Absolutely. and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Yeah. You know, so I think that like we're coming full circle, you know, with sort of like the kind of the interest in things like ayahuasca and like stuff that goes on in the Amazon and like the Mayan, you know, Mayan culture. And I think all this stuff kind of connects on some level. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because like early hominids, um, there was more of like a, you know, sort of. Uh, free free love kind of vibe like mm-hmm. where where people sort of there wasn't really this like kind of um you know mono- monogamous sort of relationship and there was like definitely more of like an equality among the genders yeah mm-hmm. i mean monogamy and marriage itself is really just a system of control yeah 
says the person who's married. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, we got married because it seems so weird. <laughs> and we were into being weird at the time. Yeah. Too. I mean, we we both knew each other before as friends, and we would tell each other how we would never, ever get married because mm-hmm. it was, like, awful. Like, it just turns you into, like, lifeless sludge, and, and the, the, I, the roles that you have within a marriage, quote-unquote, based on society, yeah, status quo, whatever, are not what, you know, people need to live. You can't thrive in that. I mean, maybe there's a, maybe a few people, and depending on the type of person you are, that really like that box, but mm-hmm. wasn't for me, so. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting concept, marriage, you know. You see it, like, within religion, marriage, these quote-unquote institutions, they're all about practicing resistance, and when you think of the idea of marriage, that somebody owns you, you own someone. They're not allowed to do this. They're not allowed to do that. I mean, obviously, you know, if you wanted to take up doing heroin, I'd have a big problem with that. But the idea that, you know, you can't look at anything else or anyone else or anything. Yeah. And, you know, it's like that to me is, is very restricting. And, uh, you know, I think it's just a, it's a, it's a sort of an old concept. Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't work. No, no, because no, everyone's miserable. Like, yeah, it's yeah. been you know kind of like trying to hammer themselves into these like roles. Yeah, people yeah. when they meet someone and they get really into them, they are into them at that freedom that that person has at that moment. Right. When you take that away, people become very different. So, yeah. I mean, I'm from a family of three divorces on each side. You know, it's not <laughs> easy. Clearly, nobody like has it figured out. No. You know, right. And nobody ever will because the system's broken. So. Well, yeah, you can't you can't even possibly fathom, you know, like boxing that person up like when they're so captivating, like, oh, you're so interesting. You're so amazing. You're so this. You're so that. So I'm going to box you up <laughs> and remember you like that. Yeah. And I'm going to take that box out like on our anniversary or, you know, yeah. whatever. And uh, I'm going to remember you that way. But, you know, even within friendships and family relationships, you have to allow that person to grow. And, and if that person can't grow then you don't really love them. You're just trying to, like, selfishly, you know... They're like an avatar of who they used to <laughs> yeah. be. And ugh. and I think that's why people grow apart. Yeah. You know? I mean, in that sort of, you know, restricted sense, they're just, you know... They grow out of spite sometimes. Huh. Is... But it's cool. If someone has insurance, you can share it. That's married. always good. So, yeah. you know... It's really for the insurance that neither of us have. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, you know, we split the groceries, which is good. Yeah, yeah. You need to get married just for the groceries. Yeah, right? and when I'm on tour, Kristen takes care of my cat. I mean, yeah. Cable just, bill. Yeah. Cable yeah. bill. Yeah. You probably have this, the family plan with the mobile phones, right? I would. No, we don't, no. actually. Oh, Jesus. I have a super sweet, nice phone, and Charlie has, like, caveman phone. Yeah. Because yep. Charlie's... I really like... When I met Charlie, I went to visit his apartment, and he had nothing on the walls. He had no like extraneous anything. He's like the most anti-materialist person I've ever met. All he had was a pile of drums, a desk, a chair, and his like little computer. And there was nothing else. There was like two pairs of pants, two shirts. I'm going like, to put it out there. I got beef with Christmas. <laughs> 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 you know, I got to say, it's just, yeah, I, you know, I don't, you know, you buy me something, I buy you something all in the name of what? Standing online at the mall? That's not fun. And Christmas is a love. pagan a pagan holiday, yeah. really. You know, should just be about spending time together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever you ever see a picture of an Amanita muscaria mushroom? No. No. It looks just like Santa Claus. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. It does. I would like to see. It's like red and white, 
and it has like it looks like a guy with a little hat on. Cool. There and, it uh, is. You know, that's, that's, that's a subject of a whole other podcast. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I am an anti-materialist, and I'm an anti-capitalist. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to stop there. I like stuff. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's certain shoes. things that are necessary. You know, I like certain things, you know, as we sit in this room cluttered with books and records. <laughs> records, and books, equipment. yeah. Sure. Well, I own a lot of drums. You do? One could argue that I only need one drum set, but... Hey, you got the jazz set, you uh-huh. got the, you know... Yeah. You can't use those all. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you need one depending on the application, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like... Touring, touring set. Yeah. yeah, sure. You know, you need all that stuff. Yeah, you, know, you need a seven string guitar. You need a bass. Right. You know, six string, four yeah. string, twelve four string, string, twelve string. Get the one stringer up there. <laughs> Ukulele. That's probably only the one I. I probably only need one string. Right? <laughs> there you go, man. You know, the way it's like for what I do, I probably only need one string. You're like a barambao player. They only need one string. You yeah. Know? What's that? It's a Brazilian instrument with uh-huh. a chord on it. They play it with a coin. They strike it. Cool, like they use it in uh, Capoeira, right? Yeah, that, yeah. That's yeah, like they have the like, instrument of. Oh. It's like they're like sparring instrument almost. Yeah, there's you know? the Capoeira is um, a martial art from Brazil where it was, originally it was like uh, sort of a dance that mat. Uh, it was martial art that masqueraded as a dance for like the slaves, and um, you know it's it still practiced. Like they people use it. You know, like you can go to a Capoeira class in New York somewhere. It's interesting. I don't, I don't fuck with it, but like it's it looks cool. You know, it's yeah. like it's really interesting, like spinning kicks and. Sort I think of I've seen dance. like some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's there's a musical component to it too. Yeah. You know. One stringer, man. It's like fun. Yeah. You know so many things about random instruments I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a time of my life. You know, I saw. Um, I, I had the pleasure of, of, of meeting and connecting with and watching in master classes David Cosson, who plays for Bang On a Can. Just an absolute magnificent percussionist and innovator. And I saw in the, I think it was an article in the New York Times that he, he played the cactus. The cactus? What? He mic'd up a cactus <laughs> and he played the cactus Ow. using each of the little um, thorns it, to produce a note. And, you know, That's just like, I looked awesome. at that and I, I sat there and thought to myself, like, yeah, cool, right on. But realizing, like, you know, the layperson would have been like, what? Can you play the cactus? It's like, yeah, that's just normal, you know? Normal for you. <laughs> Playing a cactus, dipping a gong in water, bowing stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, like There was that one time you were realm. looking for trash for your kids to play. Junk jam. <laughs> Junk jam? Kids love it, man. They play old frying pans, garbage cans, whatever they can get their hands on. You know, Stomp is obviously, yeah. you know, based around that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I'm oh. going... I'm like going all over the place talking about instruments, talking about. Hey. So this B-Sides show. Yes. Tell me about this. What is this all about here? The B-Sides NYC Sessions is on the New York City government channel, um, NYC Life, Channel 25. So you have it if you are in the five boroughs. Um, And it is kind of in the vein, I mean, people have compared it, which is awesome, to 120 minutes, sort of. Indie alternative, anything from noise and synth to post-punk, uh, psychedelic. And um, it's a half-hour show, Thursdays, 11.30, and I host. And basically, it's a bunch of awesome, cool videos from every, um, totally different bands. Thurston Moore to Savages or White Lung. And then there'll be a band playing live. Uh-huh. Um, they do two live songs, and then I interview them in the middle. So it's sort of a packed little half-hour. And the producer, Jenna... 
had a radio show for a while, and she um, had this idea for the show because there's really no local music show right now, and certainly nothing on that channel either. And I think MTV is shit. You know, well, they don't even just, have music on it's, MTV. It's over anymore, that really? whole yeah. you know time of watching a show and finding out about new bands you want to check out is just sort of gone in a sense. Except for obviously on the internet, you can see a million things like that. But right. that's a question I have though: Is the show available online? Yes, anywhere? you can watch everything yeah. online, which okay. is what I do because I don't actually have TV service. Yeah, yeah I don't so either. I'm on it, but I can't watch it on TV. Yeah. But um, it's actually the show that plays, or the channel that plays when you're in the cab, NYC oh, Media. Oh, okay. And so actually I was in a cab back from LA and I like saw my face. I was like, oh, I'm welcoming myself back to New York. <laughs> it's actually pretty sweet. But we had uh, eight episodes. We're waiting to find out when we start filming for a second season. Great. But um, I know Jenna is a big fan of Karen Crisis. So oh, there you go. I hope that uh, we can, you know, work that out since we're all about uh, you know, working with your friends and all your people you know through everybody else so mm -hmm. but it's not specifically like a local show though right no we yeah. definitely have yeah. bands that are not yeah, from new york not, but we highlight new york and it's always at a venue we did it at little field mm -hmm. and i'm not sure where the next season will be for um but it's always in a local venue oh. and the, we do all the shooting there for the band to play live and we do the interview there and uh yeah, it's uh, it's New York, but it's also the world. What does New York anyway is kind of like a microcosm. It depends of the on world. who you talk to. Oh yeah, about New York <laughs> and the world. Obviously, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> there is like the that's one of the the duality of living in the city is like you know yeah you, you go into Manhattan and it's like this very international cosmopolitan thing, but then you you go out to the boroughs and there are people who haven't even left their neighborhood ever. Yeah, you know. And it's that it's funny, like you have like this sort of clash of ideas of people with like very, you know, a lot of education and, um, you know, it's kind of progressive ideas. And then you get to some just completely ignorant savage who has like the smallest mind you can imagine. And they're all coexisting in like a six block radius of each other. You know? <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That, that's one of the, the weird things about living here. You know, a lot of people from other places are like, oh, I'm going to move to New York. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to be so interesting. Oh, and, yeah. You know? Well, it's like, that is not the case, obviously. Oh, no. No, but a lot of delusional sort of like younger people, I think, have that misconception. Yes. Right. You know, that they're going to come here and start the, the, the new Velvet Underground or something. <laughs> yes. And, you know, which isn't, the, isn't the case. No. And the city either eats you alive or you figure out a way to make it work for you. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Mm -hmm. So... But, yeah, the show is still on every Thursday on reruns, and it's online, and we'll be hopefully adding new ones soon with all kinds of different bands. And I even watch the show, and I don't know, I don't do the programming for the videos, so I always find new bands with the videos, because they're really, they really range. Um, I'd actually never heard of, who was it? We were, oh, yeah, I didn't really ever get into the Black Angels, and they were, there was a video that I mm -hmm. saw on the show, and I was like, damn, I should get into that band. I really like them. Yeah, so. they're great. It's a cool name. I don't know. I've heard them. I don't know what they sound like. They're though. like psychedelic, dark. They got like a, like a yeah, psychedelic, sort of like a, a dirty southern. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Huh. You know, sort of that uh, 
what do you call it? I, I, I have to look that up exactly what style their music yeah. is in. But it's almost a little like Brian Jonestown Massacre. Okay, like garagey sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. kind of, you know, real, you know, lo-fi sounding drums. I love their, their all their recordings are obviously on, on real. Yeah. Real to real. You yeah. Because like, you can just hear how warm it is. I would actually, I'd love to get like a vinyl or two of theirs. I bet it sounds amazing so that's kind of the format of the show there's like videos mm-hmm. like basically like mtv like yeah 120 minutes or something where there's totally like, you know for that shows you how old i am but because i don't think they have had 120 no. minutes in like 20 years no not at all <laughs> but uh but yeah you play like there'll be videos played mm-hmm. then there's like an interview part and then yep. like a live performance kind of thing exactly that's cool and I'm just sort of like in the middle doing the interview, being like, hey, welcome to the show. Here I am. So, I'm having like a very specific image of the way this whole thing is like going down. So I got to check it out. Yeah. How do yeah. you find it online? Like, where do you go? Uh, if you go to nyc.gov slash media. Okay. Or on the Facebook page, if you just look for the B-Sides NYC sessions on Facebook. If okay. you like it, then we have updates and we post videos. And there's also bonus performance footage. Like there'll be extra songs we post and... Um, we had our opening party. Charlie played at it actually, and he also yep. plays in the theme song. He plays the drums oh, for the hey. theme song. Yeah, that's cool. me up there. So, and he's actually <laughs> in the opening credits too, walking down the street. Right on. Yeah. yeah. So nice. all kinds of fun little uh, Easter eggs hidden in the uh, opening yeah. credits. They needed a, a hipster friendly guy. A hipster friendly guy. <laughs> they needed a guy as they described it with a haircut. We need a haircut guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walk yeah, down yeah. the street. <laughs> But he actually knew Jenna, the producer, before I did because he had been on yeah our ways show before. and. Um, Can I ask? Does Jenna still have that radio show? No. So that's it's okay. the TV show. Now, now it's and now it's transformed. It's the TV show. Okay, because I remember sound and that. vision. Yeah, I got you. Which is great. So I really hope that you know we can get the word out more and yeah. get some requests for different bands to be on and all that. So. Well, the five or six people listen to this podcast. I'll make sure that, you know, Hell yeah. they'll, get, they'll come out of their <laughs> hey, mom's everyone is, like Everyone is important. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. See, but that's a perfect thing that if you're out there and you haven't gone to the um, Everything Went Black uh, Facebook page, that'd be a perfect link to put on the Facebook page. There you go. Sharing <laughs> is caring. There you go. Yeah. So so back to the, the Sluttest, um, Sluttest real quick. So who who have been some of the sluts of the month? Like some of the who are the, some of the people you've had on there? Well, I I'll start with the most famous, okay, which is Guar's new co-vocalist Volvatron. Right on. She um, was the November slut of the month. I was super excited to get her to yeah. do that. And then it'll be different artists. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a girl named Teresa Nasty. She's a dom. There's another great writer for the site. Um, Heather Fortune, she plays uh, tours with White Long, and she also has a great band called The Wax Idols, and she's been a slut of the month. She also writes a regular column called The Sadistic Clown Diaries. She's a dom as well, and she talks about her ins and outs. <laughs> <laughs> and who else? Um, anyone you would know? I don't have to know who. Oh is. no, I'm just curious if there's any. <laughs> I don't know that mu- that much. So it's like there's <laughs> a very narrow sort of like bandwidth of things I know about. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I just thought maybe a mutual friend or something because oh. you know. Yeah. But I'm always looking for new sluts, and please drop me a line if you would like to be a slut. I'll um, go through my uh, 
my phone and pick out all the sluts I know. (laughs) And I totally understand that some women don't. I mean, I have a lot of really talented, awesome friends that I say, hey, do you want to do this? And they say, I think your site's great, but I don't want to be associated with the word slut on the Internet. Mm. And I totally agree and and respect that. So, you know, it's not for everyone. I mean, I haven't done... I haven't done it myself yet. One day, maybe I will be a slut of the month. But that feels a little, like, egotistical. Like, ah, you know, maybe if I make it five years, maybe I'll be the five years. Yeah, there you go. As an anniversary slut, you can, Do a special naked photo shoot or something. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Wow. All right. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Scandalous. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one girl had a, um, a shot of a total full bush shot with a tampon string hanging out. Wow. That was the most radical shot, I think. But it was wow. artistically done in a dark light with shadow, so it, it was actually pretty awesome. And you wouldn't necessarily know unless you looked, but we get there. But then sometimes it's just like a sexy look on your face, you know? It's it's, it's sure. a variety. You don't you know? see that too much on the internet. No, <laughs> you don't. You know, the, the tampon. At least I don't. <laughs> tampon. You gotta Google it. I mean, you, gotta, you gotta Google it. Well, the problem is I can't post a lot of it on Facebook because I've actually, Facebook no longer lets me promote uh, my page, Sluttist. Okay. You know, like they won't take my money because they think it's a porn site. And I've written them multiple times to say it's not, it's not. But huh. now they refuse to work with me. So Interesting. I just have to go by if, like friends reposting stuff and whatever. But mm-hmm. as you know, with internet marketing and social media, it's really important to be able to yeah. boost stuff because sure. they make the algorithm so no one can find you unless you're, yeah. you know. So I feel like Facebook is out to get me, but... We'll have to get everybody now. I know. So Twitter, yeah. I'm like yeah. really moving, trying to move over to Twitter. I feel like Twitter is like the last bastion. I mean, obviously there's still horrible things that happen on Twitter but and abuses, but I, at least they let you have some nudity. Do you, do you get a lot, of, um, a lot of haters and stuff too on Twitter? I have gotten some men's rights advocates. Men's rights yes. advocates. Yes. Wow. What oh, the hell is that? <laughs> they are like, the, they hate feminism and they hate feminists because they think feminism means taking men down. So they lash out. They write some nasty comments on the site. You know, sometimes if it's a somewhat interesting comment, I'll keep it. I'm not against, like... But when it's just saying, you dumb, disgusting slut, I'm like, okay, you know. But, yeah, I have some. I Maybe I'm not big enough yet to get enough haters. I'm kind of waiting for the day I have a, a ton of them, and I'm kind of scared. Like, I don't want to deal with horrible people all the time, but maybe that means you've made it, right? <laughs> so... Nothing yet. I do get people like trying to like hook up with me or something. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, yeah. Why would you know? Of course they do. Yeah, that's so like that's... Uh, what the internet's for, right? No, well, yeah. The, the, the internet was made yeah. for hookups. Probably like the second email to be sent out was a picture of a dude's cock, I bet. <laughs> totally. Yeah, definitely. It's like as soon as they like, all right, we got this new technology. It's called email. Oh my god. Right. All right, cool. You can attach things to it. All right, let me send you this report. Then yeah. the second thing was like, oh, I'll take a picture of my dick here. <laughs> Have you heard of the site Critique My Dick Pic? No. It's pretty awesome, actually. We did an interview with the founder, um, and it's for men to send in their a dick pic, and right. the uh, woman who runs it sort of does a creative, thoughtful, long response. Oh, so like the one, so it's one woman reviewing. Yeah. Everything. Oh, I thought okay. I thought it was like an open forum. Of no, like, that just, would be good too. Like that would be, or not. That would be kind of brutal, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, it would be. It would end up being mostly gay guys, probably. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because that's, would... you know. Yeah. That's just, that makes sense to me. Because straight guys don't want to look at a bunch right. of dicks, probably. No. Although they should. They should. They should. 
What's the? I look at a dick. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, it's, it's a, like it's just a body part. Should, look, I mean, look. If they're gonna teach health class in schools, yeah. they should be showing a lot of titties, a lot, <laughs> of, a lot of big bushes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, Variety. big dicks, small yeah. dicks. Totally. Uncircumcised, circumcised. Yeah. Like I don't know why sex is so pressurized in this country. It's sickening. Yeah. Um, did, did you ever play sports or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I played football and I wrestled. Okay, so you know about a lot of baseball dicks before. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I wrestled. Yeah, of yeah, course I saw so dicks. <laughs> I had on my forehead, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You've had asses in your face, all that, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, ball sweat the whole yeah. nine yards. I even got ringworm once and I wasn't even wrestling that year. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I've seen plenty of cocks in my life. Yeah. And, uh, I remember, like, particularly, there was this kid on the wrestling team who, like, uh, had a gigantic cock. <laughs> I remember, like, you know, we're in the shower. Yeah. This dude comes out, and we're just like, like, and then no one said anything. And then, like, I remember, like, eating lunch one day, and uh, and the guy's like, he's like, hey, man, did you see Bill's fucking cock? And I'm like, of course, dude. It's fucking... The shit's like fucking nine inches long, dude. Oh my god! So um, so yeah, I mean, there's you know, guys look at each other's dicks like that. I don't see that's nothing gay about it, you know. I don't see. Yeah, I don't understand. And uh, you know, at one time, the same maybe another year, there was a kid who actually got a hard on in the shower, right? And I, I was actually I was telling this story recently, um, <laughs> and I was actually pretty proud of the dudes that I was training with because. They weren't like, oh, it was a fucking faggot, you know. They were like, oh, no, it's cool, man. You, you know. It happened. He's probably thinking about his girlfriend or whatever, you know. And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, man, that, that you know, just being naked and 15 years old and having all that Aww. steamy water around you Aww. is enough to make your dick hard, you know. Yeah. For absolutely. me, you know, you're all like jacked up with like testosterone. Yeah. You're like going nuts. Your hormones are raging. Yeah. You're going to get a fucking erection. Big fucking deal. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I had a health teacher who was the lacrosse coach and he was, you know, million dollar man type six foot three, you know, and he always used to, he always used to say, he's like, you know, oh, let's not even kid ourselves. I could crack a window and half you guys would get a boner <laughs> <laughs> and you sit there and you'd be like, you know what? This dude's right. Yeah. I'm getting, you know, what? in fact, it's just the fact that he sort of walked towards the window. Here I go. You know? Yeah. When you're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. There's no shame. Fact life, Body's right? growing. It sounds terrible to be a young boy and just get boners at awkward times. That's pretty sweet, actually. Yeah? It's all right. You know, it's uh, it's just part of fucking life, man. Yeah. You know? The the worst part about it is not knowing what to fucking do with it when you're <laughs> a kid. You don't have that outlet, you know what I mean? Yeah. What are we, what are we going to do about this? Like, what do you do when <laughs> you're in the van on this? tour, you know? Well, that's all and, I, and I get a boner? Yeah. Well, I, first I announce it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I ask Mike to hit a truck stop or something. So I can, you know. Actually, that... Um, that whole world of the truck stops is like a really interesting sort of world, man, and uh, which a lot of people might not really know about too much. Yeah. I, I feel like I want to start like a coffee table book of photos of things that I find or see at truck stops because it's a culture, you know, it's like an island Yeah, that, that not many people really, well, I think a lot of people know about it, but they choose not to address it. Yeah. yeah. There, there's like... It, there's a myriad of different feelings I have about truck stops. Like a lot of times, you know, like we just did, you, you and I, no. we just did this incredible journey from Dallas, Texas to, to Philly, New York and right. Massachusetts. 
straight run in a van. And you drive in the middle of the night and you see this like oasis of light, you know, and this dark, the darkness of the road behind you. And you, you know, maybe you want to go to the bathroom. You have to, you, you could go for a cup of coffee to keep mm-hmm. yourself awake. And then, uh, you see this, this like beautiful oasis in front of you. So you go and check it out. There's like, they have, they have food, they have like coffee and water. Right. You can go to the bathroom. Then you can also, you know, get raped by a fucking 200 pound, 250 pound trucker somewhere too, you know, or, yeah, you know, or, or get a proposition to like, you know, earn some extra money somehow, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. So it's like a really sort of like, you know, it's a world of extremes, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it is. You know, I'm always fascinated by the cologne machines they have. Yeah. What? You put 25 cents in and you literally, you just, you, you, you push like a little peg and cologne spurts out of this. No way. Little, and it hits mm-hmm. you. And, you, you know, I mean, and they have five or six different scents. Wow. And next to that is always a condom machine. Yep, condom and machines. I have to admit, I've never really seen these kinds of condoms oh, before, yeah. except for at these vending machines. I, I bought one, actually, just as a, you know, sort of... Which one was it? I, Memento. Um, it, it was just some, like, you know... Actually, if you, uh, if you don't mind, you reach into that folder over there, the uh, hand me that, that silver thing. Oh. Yeah. No, not that! No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... Oh, here we go. It's it says rugged and ready. No. Yeah, studded condom. Studded. Yeah, and they're always the most elaborate, like ribbed and studded, like you know, the French tickler. These are all things you find. Wow. At trust and there's like a cool chick with guns out, like a. Yeah. Cowboy. Wow. Yeah, That's I think that cool. one's actually sponsored, but this is the only one sponsored by the NRA. <laughs> She's got a couple of Colt pistols there she's holding, and she she looks quite ready. Like she's. But these aren't the types of places we're talking about, like on the New Jersey Turnpike. You know right. I mean? You go up and down New Jersey Turnpike. That's still part of the, the regular, natural sort of, you know, citizen world. You got to go out to like Ohio, Indiana. Mm-hmm. You got to go to these places where there's like um, a, a heavy duty professional driver vibe going on. Right. And then you start devolving into this world of like sexual repression and desperation. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because like during there's like that run. I, I forgot what highway that is, but it goes through like Wisconsin and Iowa, Ohio, and there's this like you know huge porno megastar. Like after <laughs> you know like Racine, Wisconsin is like sticks out in my head as a place where you know. The largest pornography store in the world. You know, there's wow. like that claim is made several times, hmm. and um, you know, and there's just like massage parlors, and there's like a whole like economy that most people don't even see who don't do this type of traveling. You know, that they don't they're not really aware of that. You know, it's just it's just like this lonely, like desperate sort of like world. You know, yeah. I mean, if you're by yourself all the time, that that's got to be you know a yeah. hard thing to deal with. You know, yeah. Yeah, on a really long run as a truck driver. I mean, it's yeah. Did your dad have to? Did he ever do long runs? Did my dad ever buy fancy condoms and stuff? <laughs> Use them on other men? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'll ask him at Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's the first thing you should ask him as soon as we sit down. You're like, so Charlie, uh, 
had a quick question for you. <laughs> now, my, my, my dad used to do runs from New York to Florida, New York to North Carolina, and New York to upstate New York, um, you know, working for a, a gasoline uh, company called, I think, Island Transportation, and I think Mystic Bulk Carriers, but I'm not sure. Uh, you know, shorter runs, though, you know. Down south and up, right. there are guys that go cross country. Yeah, yeah. yeah, these are the guys that we're probably seeing. The guys, yeah. cross country guys. Right. Yeah. yeah, they have the the big sleeper in the back, and they're. But uh, you know, there's there's a the, to me I, whether it sounds obtuse or not, I I I feel like there's a charm in that culture. It's yeah, like a, it's a piece of like Americana. Yep. You know, like I wouldn't feel the same way if I was at a truck stop in like let's say Europe or something, where I'm sure it's like you could probably get same salads thing. and nuts or whatever. You know, it's kind of the same thing though. You can tell like like there's always like truckers only like when you know what you know when you're in it when you go into these truck stops and there's a cafe and then there's like a section that says truckers only Ooh. and it's just like professional drivers only mm -hmm. you know so you, those, those guys are hanging out by themselves you know drinking coffee eating steak and eggs like that kind of thing yeah absolutely yeah absolutely but the, in europe it's kind of a similar thing but i mean the, the rest that whole like rest area culture is a little bit different though right but uh but the you can tell like there's like some like hard driving like fucking motherfuckers out there, you know, in Europe too, man. Sure, like those German yeah. truck drivers and stuff, you know. I mean, they're responsible for the 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 maintenance of, of the country. I mean, these guys are like moving stuff around the country day in and day out. We don't realize how important oh, trucks yeah. are, you know. Not to go too far to the left, but I'm just saying it's like I do have a lot of respect for truck drivers. You know, it's a hard job. Yeah. Yeah, and then when you get to the, that town, you got to back that goddamn rig into some space to unload it too. You know, I see it in Bushwick at Ugh. least twelve times a day where we yeah. live because that's a very truck heavy. Yeah, you got the stone yards, the marble yards. You got you know all these depots that pick up and drop stuff off, and these guys are just like they're surgical with how they yeah. drive. It's amazing. I, I, there, it's comforting going to those loves truck stops. I I, mm -hmm. I get comfort out of it, honestly. Mm. You know, it's like familiar. They're all the same. You know, you know, there's going to be like those gigantic bags of cashews there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be some like very <laughs> mediocre like coffee that's going to give you a stomach ache eventually. Drink <laughs> totally. too much of it. It's cut with like you know DDT or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ones that have the showers, there's like there's um like those ones that cater to the professional drivers. You know, you can you can get a shower there too and do your laundry. Awesome. And there's like you put your name in and they call your number. It's like. Number five, shower available. You, know, you go in and do your thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you, when they have the, the the when you go into the restroom, when there's the actual like masonry walls that separate the uh, you know the the shitters there. Uh huh. That's when you know you're in a professional truck driving place. That is comforting. Yeah. There's no like like when you go to like say uh can you know just some random spot, New Jersey Turnpike. There's those flimsy ass walls that separate you, right? Right. You know, you're kind of not really separated from anybody because no. there's a space underneath the thing. You yeah. know. But when you go to these like hard driving professional driver like middle of the America middle of America places, there's a fucking wall, <laughs> a fire rated wall that separates you from the other guy, and there's a door. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So you're private. You're in there by yourself. Yeah, and I, I think that's how it should be. Yeah. It doesn't make much sense when you have this bathroom stall that's, what, maybe two feet off the ground? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just... I mean, in a way, it's... it's If you want to see if somebody's in the stall, it's easier that way. But, you know, the way There's that a they lock on the door. Now, yeah, they have a lock on the door in use yeah. or, of a, you know, yeah. vacant. Yeah. It's like a solid door with, like, a, a handle. 
and like a lock. So you can go in wow. there and you lock it and you're by yourself and you can fucking jerk off or do whatever you want. You know what? Or yeah. leave, you know, it's it like, awesome. Yeah. Or, or, you know, or not. <laughs> <laughs> or. Yeah. No, yeah. But the, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's the, the, the life on the, on the fucking road, man. And I've told this story before too, but like the, uh, one time, like a long time ago, we were traveling across uh, from Sacramento to Reno, Nevada, and uh, it was like nighttime. I think it was like fall, so it got dark really early. I, I just remember it being dark, and we were going through the, the mountains, and there was uh, the Donner Pass. Oh, yeah. You know? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, for those of you hearing the story for the first time, <laughs> this has been presented many different places. <laughs> the Donner Pass is... Uh, you know, back in the in when they were settling the West Coast, there was an area where settlers got snowed in, and their wagons, you know, they had to hole up for the for the winter. They ran out of food, and they ended up eating each other. Okay, so we're driving the van through the mountains, and there's a rest area coming up, and uh, it says Donner Pass Rest Area, and we're like, of course, we're fucking stop here, of course, yeah. right? So desolate, desolation. There's nothing. It's like that fucking no man's land between California and Nevada, right? pull in there's like one car okay and um i get out of, i park the van bass player jumps out he runs in i'm following him he comes out immediately and he's like mike don't go in there don't go in there man i'm like i gotta take a piss so i'm gonna go in there right so i walk into this room and there's there's like a urinal a sink and two stalls and uh this like fluorescent light that's like flickering, you know, it's kind oh of dark God. in there. So I'm like, fuck it, man. I'm just going to, I got to go to the bathroom, man. Yeah. So I go in there, I'm standing in the urinal and there's like this in front of me, right at eye, eye level is this like paragraph written in ballpoint pen. And it's like, you know, I'm going to be at this truck stop on this date between these hours, between, you know, 6 PM and 9 p 9 PM. And it's like, if you want to get your dick sucked, I'm here. It's like tap your foot or look to the right and show hard. Right? Wow. Nice. So I'm like, fucking today's like, what's today's date? Oh, I'm no. Like, it's like the fucking 25th. I'm like, what's today? Oh, no. Like, what time is it? It's like, what's it? Five, seven? It's like 7 p.m. I'm like, I like look over to my right and there's a fucking hole in the stall. <gasps> And there's an eye. No. And the dude's like, like looking through there. And I was just like, wow. I didn't freak out. I was just like, I just kind of backed out of the whole place and just, cause I, and like, I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, that's what you're, that's how you're living, man. You are, you're gay. You live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's you hard. don't know how to meet anyone. So you had to go to a fucking truck stop or rest, yeah. not even a truck stop, like a rest area. Right. Yeah. But. You know, nonetheless, maybe uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sure, an eye peering through yeah. a hole. And... <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that was, that's why you know that's a a, a dark wow. story from traveling in the rest areas and whatever. You know, but uh, but yeah, that's a story that I've told a bunch of times. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, What's the likelihood yeah. that you show up right at the time? Well, I had been on a website, and <laughs> <laughs> you know the missed like, opportunities page. Yeah, missed opportunities. <laughs> no. Just kidding, you know. but uh, but yeah, you know. So what what other sluts have you had on on your side? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, actually, I'm gonna have my first male. No, actually, my second male slut. Oh. But um, a porn star. Okay. Porn performer. I love how every time you 
people just use the word porn star even if it's just a porn actor. You know what I mean? Like an actor I, in adult films. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I don't know uh, if he's a huge star yet, but yeah. uh, maybe he will be one day. But he's the next slut. Um, let's see. Who else have I had? My... Um, I have a couple friends who, my early sluts, I really am grateful to, because in the beginning, when I didn't have the site, really, I'm, like, telling these women, like, hey, do you want to be on the internet? <laughs> We're going to call you a slut, yeah. and you have to take a picture of your boobs. <laughs> I'm very grateful to the early sluts of the month. My friend Emily Tepper, my friend Naomi Ramirez, um, uh, the first one is, like, a healer and a ritualist, oh. and um, also a dancer, and the second one is also a dancer, and... Um, actually curate art shows with her as well. Um, we did a show called Beaver, which was about um, feminist perspectives on por- pornography and sexuality. Uh, see the theme? It's a current, it's a common theme. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've had just a, a variety of different uh, lovely ladies, some burlesque uh, oh, okay. performers. Yeah, there's a big scene here in the city. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's going to be burlesque acts at the festival. Two. There's cool. going to be three or four, so I'm really excited. I know that. some women who do burlesque. Yeah, actually. yeah. It's, it's a, like a big scene here. It's a great profession. I actually went to a burlesque show on Friday night. I like to go out and see that as much as possible. I've never actually seen a, one in person. So, oh yeah. So that'll be my first experience. With awesome. That. Oh, so yeah. I, I have uh, some very choice, wonderful ladies. So cool. I'm sure you will enjoy it. So what's your criteria, though? How do you select these people? You know, like what's uh, well you know, for this one because there is this like Ann Coulter wouldn't be a, <laughs> uh, someone who you'd ask to be a slut of the month. <laughs> well, actually, that would be quite a coup if I could get Ann Coulter. I probably would take that. I would take that. Um, no, I think it's not like one ideology or anything. It's more just sort of a woman doing something really interesting and professionally or creatively and um, someone who wants to promote their work or just talk about feminism and um, gender stereotypes and someone who finds themselves hot and is okay with showing it off. I mean, got all different types of bodies and, you know, backgrounds of ladies. We don't, I try not to make it all like skinny white bitches. That's, nobody wants to see that. That's everywhere. Um, So trying to just mix it up, you know? I would really, like... I haven't had many plus-size sluts of the month. I would love some larger ladies. There are a couple um, awesome feminist porn stars in, like, the BBW world. Porn stars? Yes, stars. Are they legitimate stars? They're legitimate stars. Or are they just adult film (laughs) actresses? I guess it depends, but more stars than, than... Yeah, we just... I was just saying how everyone says porn star, but... Everyone can't be a porn star. Like, obviously, some people are just yeah, porn like actors. Charlie and I would be rock stars. Right, right. We're right. rock stars. Yeah. We're just we fucking just... two losers. <laughs> yeah. No, we should totally make it the same way. Yeah. Like, every, anyone that's a musician is just He's a, a rock, rock star. star. rock yeah. star. <laughs> Where I teach, I call my students rock star all the time. Aww. They don't even know what it means. That's so sad. I know. It's sad. <laughs> it's, like, it's like me calling them, like, a, an esquire or something. <laughs> yeah. Um... What were we talking about? <laughs> um, you're having two legitimate porn stars. As, oh, yeah, uh, as yeah. Sluts of the month. So I'm open. As I said, again, more sluts, please. Get in touch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're having a pornographer types or porn, porno 
uh, people on there. So what, what are your feelings about pornography? Well, there's a great genre called feminist porn okay. that I'm definitely into. I went to the feminist porn festival and award show last year in Toronto, right. which was great. And I guess feminist porn is sort of defined by, you know, who owns the means of production, who who's writing these stories and who's okay. acting in them and who, you know, who has the agency in these right. films and actually who gets to be portrayed the, the way they want to be portrayed. Okay. So obviously mainstream porn, there's a lot of misogynistic shit. Well, yeah. But that's... at the same time, that sells and a lot of those actresses enjoy it. And if you like getting choked till you cry or doing, you know, rape scenes and you get paid and you're okay with that, like I can't judge you and... If you like it, that's cool. So I, yeah. it's hard for me to really judge. You know, there's a big faction in feminism that are anti-porn all the way. And that's right. why I say sex-positive feminist for myself and the site, because that's still a thing that almost has to be said, because there's a lot of sex negativity, you know, against any sort of sexualization of the female body, because it's been done in such a perverse way by, you know, the patriarchy for so long. I guess a lot of women feel like, let's just take it away from everybody, but I don't feel that way. It's kind of like handguns. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's been yeah. abused, so no one should no have, one should it. have a gun. Yeah. So that's a great parallel. I'm going to yeah. use, use that. Use that, but feel. I'm guns. totally going to use We have to say Mike Hill mentioned Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No. No. So, yeah, I'm not a huge porn watcher myself. Like, I've had some fun with porn, but... Oh, I, I never watch porn, so... <laughs> <laughs> No. I mean, Charlie has showed me a lot of really interesting porn. Like when we, like the first time we ever hung out, hung out, it was just like us and some friends watching a bunch of porn, listening mm -hmm. to Van Halen. It was like a nice. Which Van Halen record? Do you remember? Um, it was definitely. It was. I think it was like Fair Warning. Oh, that's a great one. It's one <laughs> yeah, of my I love, favorites. Yeah. yeah. I feel you know we were and we were only friends for maybe a couple months or something at that point, but I felt that. Putting pornography on while we hung out and had some drinks and you know really sort was of was it a like, videotape? No, <laughs> it was, you're, like, you're like that would be so awesome if you're like, like you invite some girl over to your apartment. Check out my VHS porno collection. It's like this gigantic box. Yeah, you know it's got like That's behind the green doors in it and stuff. You know, yeah, it's like Debbie does Dallas and <laughs> more reputable works. Well, I, you know, I felt putting porn on. It's just, uh, it's a nice thing to have on. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't think that, that, uh, porno is, 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 you know, disgusting or wrong or, you know, I, I, as, as long as you sort of treat sex as like an open sort of like, you know, so many things can be sexual. It's not just the bedroom, you know, it's nonverbal communication, you know, and these things. So I think having porn on is, is, is great. I don't know. I think it like. Just sort of decompresses the room a little. So, I, but I, so I guess the 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 point is like who you were saying who produces it and right if someone's being exploited and that kind exactly. of exactly there All are right. practices, business practices, yeah. and even practices with you not not paying for enough testing, so it's right. not like safe. Obviously, there are women in the porn industry that are abused, uh, yeah. so that's horrible. But I you can't write it off across the board. Right. But I like feminist porn because sometimes it's you know, very similar things that you're seeing in regular porn, but, you know, they're making better money and the actors have say, you know, and the owner of the company is giving, you know, 
some of the money to charity. You know, there's like kinds of a lot more ethics involved and and showing people that you don't usually see in porn too. But just more of a variety. Obviously, there's every kind of mainstream porn as well, but yeah. maybe just less exploitative. Okay. Even if the scenes themselves are exploitative, because people get off on that, yeah, so you can't like judge. What they like. mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So what, what are what are some of these companies like? You know, like you know, for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> Courtney <laughs> Trouble does really cool queer porn. Um, God, the, this festival I saw so much great feminist porn. It's like hard for me to. I was just thinking on there, Jizz Lee. Jizz Lee. Yeah. That's wow. a great name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Jizz Lee. Awesome. Um, Is that a guy? Uh, I believe that Jizz identifies as they. Okay. Or I don't, um, yeah, non-gender binary conformity. Jizz Lee. Um, awesome. But who else? Uh, Tristan Terramino. I don't know if she used to write for the Village Voice back in the day. Okay. She's sort of a sex positive, like, foremother of mine. Like, I bought her, like, Guide to Anal Sex when I was 18. And it was like, yeah, this is awesome. So she is a pornographer and has done tons and tons of films. So she's, like, a big famous one. Um, who else? God, there was this squirting video I saw that was insane at this festival. It was weird. It was, like, a whole room full of people in the theater just watching porn together. <laughs> I've never, and I mean, every, you know, squeezed in, packed. So it's like, yeah. Is anyone like jerking off or anything like that? I was kind of like shifting around in my seat a little bit. I was like, you know a fight's not going to break out in that theater. Hell no. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But there wasn't like, there wasn't anyone just like cranking it like in the back or anything like Probably. That. I almost didn't want to look around because I, oh, yeah. I almost probably like. a lot of trench coats on <laughs> that audience, if you know what but I you mean. You wouldn't even have to have a trench coat in that room. Everyone would probably be That's, like. That's rad, man. That's you kind of wonder if someone had started, what if it like broke out into this huge like, whoa, you know. I, I think uh, that's probably, yeah, this big jack fest, or, or <laughs> jack like fest some people would be like, oh, let me, jack fest, <laughs> jack fest, jack fest nine. I just stumbled upon something there. I, yeah. Dude, jack saying. fest, all right, after the sluttest festival. <laughs> That'll be my blog. Coming, everyone hold hands, yeah. you jack it with the other. And- <laughs> that's going to be my new blog, jack, jack fest, fest. Yeah. 2015. I like it. That sounds like maybe something that could be this fake imaginary band you have abductor <laughs> oh yeah dude well i actually have i i have an image that i downloaded off the internet it's just perfect oh wow for the can uh, you even my, describe it my ep or well yeah it's a man it's a man in a in a hoodie standing in a parking garage and that's looking at that i'm like you know what this is this speaks to me <laughs> about like being a total creeper and just like are you a creeper or maybe you're just somebody who just like is walking through a parking garage and get your hood ah so you're playing with the stereotypes of a man in a parking garage well i think you know look if we're gonna you get sure that wasn't a picture you took of me returning the van <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah more more or less might as well have been but yeah i don't know i, I think you know parking garages are always sort of under the sort of under Scrutiny is the place where crime happens, mm. you know. In horror movies, there's always yeah. a parking garage. It's like, oh, yeah, naturally. I mean, huh. I think in, like, the, 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 the model for movies, they're like, all right, you know, scene, like, 53, parking garage. Yeah, we got it. Huh, yeah. that's kind of brilliant. I'm into this. I'm just saying, so an image like that sort of speaks to me on many levels. Mm. It's like the parking garage culture. Truck driver culture. <laughs> yeah. People don't want to delve into these cultures. It freaks them out. 
There, there is like a whole thing about this, the truck stops, though, man. That 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 could be like a documentary or something, or like some sort of like photo photo be. book. Yeah, a photo book. Ooh, when you're on the book. road, you should. That's a project. That's a project right there. Yeah. Truck stop coffee book, right. coffee table book, photo book. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're gonna come across some like some dude who's like 87 years old, and he's still like he's still a a, a rig jockey, you know. I would like to see that guy's picture, see what that guy looks like. He's been hauling trucks yeah, for like, I, 40 years, something like that. That would be really That's cool, actually. 50 years, it's badass. Yeah. Does anybody in the van take professional no. photos? Well, you don't need to, right? You nah, use an iPhone. iPhone. Yeah. It might even be cooler if it's like amateur photos. Yeah. That'll be uh, Everything Went Black Publishing uh, 0001. That'll be the first yeah. book we put out. Yeah. I'd buy that. Yeah. So I sold one copy. Cool. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea, though, isn't it? I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I think it's a great idea because it's it's not something that people see every day, like we said. And you have a particular window into that culture through what you're doing. Yeah. It's almost it's more a... interesting than, like, photo books of bands on stage. Oh, that's the I hate that shit, man. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 It's like so... I, I hate bands, like, in general. <laughs> like, I hate dudes who play in bands and like fucking the whole like trip of like like rock guy like you know I'm crazy <laughs> ah, look at me I'm into like fucking Satan and stuff you know it's like so funny like that shit's so tired man unless you're like Nick Cave or someone cool like that you know like I like reading certain things I mean you know like the thing about Hellhammer you know the only death is real like mm-hmm. that thing was great yeah. because you know Tom Tom G. Warrior is like this Guy who probably should have been, like, never been... I mean, he defied the odds. Mm. Everything was stacked against him, yet he created this music that influenced so many people and still is creating music that's influencing people. And Trypticon, like, the fucking record came out this year. Yeah. You know, and I think that that guy's story is interesting for that reason. But, you know, some dude is like, of course I played in a band. Of course. I live in this cool city and, like, you know, there's all these people around. There's venues and I can just get a practice space and, like, make this fucking music. Doesn't mean anything. Like, that, to me, doesn't isn't interesting, you know. I like the guys who have to fight against the current to do what they do, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, some, some of that stuff's cool. Some of it I'm tired of, you know. Mm. Like the ACDC story. Yeah. Fucking, how hard, I mean, they put out so many fucking records before anyone cared about them. Yeah. You know? And then, I mean, they even lost, uh, Bon Scott. Yeah, Bon, their lead singer dies after they put out, like, their most, like, commercial record. Yeah. And then they come back with, uh, Back in Black. Yeah. Like, that, and that, that really put them on the map. You know, well, highway to hell. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, mean, I was going to say off. real quickly, just to add on to what you were saying, there was a story about them at, at Bon Scott's funeral, and his father came up to them and was like, you guys should keep going. You got something. I've wow. heard your record, you know? And they were like, I mean, it wasn't there that they made the unanimous decision, but they were like, <laughs> you know what? We should take into consideration that we do have something. And I mean, thank God they kept going. I mean, oh my the, God, I know. Brian Johnson. Hell yeah. Yeah. Though I only, I only really like two records that Brian Johnson's on. You know, like Back in Black, obviously, and then... I like, uh, for those about to rock, mm. we salute you. <laughs> great record, man. Yeah. You know, but that's, uh, that's what I mean. You know, like those stories are interesting, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like stuff where there's like this, this like sort of adversity that they have to overcome, you know, like I, I would be bored reading about the strokes. 
you know. That's so funny you said that because I just thought in my mind that's a band that this, I don't care about all the like kids of rich parents or whatever doing that. Although I did love their record, first record, yeah, I was it, into it. Yeah. But it's good you're right, it's, music, there's you know. no. Well, one could argue maybe they wanted to, maybe they needed to be in that position to make that kind of music. I mean, the Strokes have that like real sort of party down kind of feel. They're like it's fun, you know. Yeah. yeah. They they bring that to the table. Probably because yeah. maybe they maybe they didn't really have much to worry about when they probably they yeah. went to London, right? Yeah. To, and they got a flat and they made their music for a few years and came back. And that's when they really had it. But yeah. 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 But that's but I think it would be more interesting to have a book about a photo book about truck stops. Totally. <laughs> I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Totally agree. So um Kristen, where where's uh, where can everyone uh, stalk you on the internet now? Like, where what's the best way for for people to uh, check out the, you know, the all the different things you got going on? Sure, uh, Sluttist on Twitter, Facebook, and um, the website is www.sluttist.com, and my personal Twitter is ShadowTimeNYC. Shadow Time NYC, I like that. <laughs> it's an old blog I did on like dark art in New York. Nice. But uh, I still kept that alive, so that's cool. where I'm at. Charlie, you got like a like a flip phone or something, phone number you want to get? <laughs> I have a one eight hundred. You got a pager number? <laughs> I have a yeah, I have a beeper. You can leave a message, <laughs> talk some shit. Talk yeah, some actually, shit. You know what? Yeah, if you guys want to call me and talk some shit, that's cool. You can do that. I have I have a coffee can tied to a string outside my window. You just rattle the coffee can. Up <laughs> I'll even bring you a cup of coffee if you want. We'll hang out. Yeah, I um. I don't really, yeah, I don't really have a pay. I have a Facebook page, you know, where I, you know, it's funny, actually, I find myself deleting more people <laughs> that, I, that I just, I don't want to see. I don't, you know, necessarily want to see what they're doing. So, yeah, I cannot be reached unless you come to a tomb show. Uh, or Gospel of the Witches. Yeah, and yeah. even then people say I seem like I have, like, a bitchy resting face, so you don't want to. Wait, what is that? You know, bitchy resting face. What the fuck does like, that mean? You know, you just look like a dick. People, like, people come up to me like, you, you look like a dick. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a dick for years. And I, yeah. I mean, until like last week. Yeah. I re- <laughs> I'm sitting there in the back, like just waiting to go on stage, rating the super hunks in my head. You know, people are just like, this guy seems like somebody I like to punch in the face. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, I had to break up a fight. <laughs> I had the food truck. At the food trucks in Austin with this guy. Yeah. He's That's a the- scrapper. Yeah, man. Things got a little ugly down in Austin, Texas. And you know what? Not 30 seconds after that fight dissolved. The woman came to the counter and said, we are out of coconut curry chicken. And I felt, you know what? All this for nothing. But it was a learning experience. It was a learning experience. You can't touch people's faces. That's fucked up. It I is. I deserved it. It yeah. is. Yeah. You take a lot of chances out there, you know? It's, uh, you know, I, I generally, I'm not, I don't, I'm not in a position where people are touching me like that. You know what I mean? And, and uh, well, it's not entirely true. Really. Like, I'm probably thinking about... Like training, like jujitsu, oh, yeah, Muay Thai right. and stuff. But I mean, like in public, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like you can, you know, it, it, you go out at night, and there's there's like people out there, and it's pretty easy to get in some kind of physical altercation with somebody. I completely agree, especially if you're, I mean, if if you're drinking, they've been drinking, that increases the chances of a lot of tomfoolery. <laughs> But uh, on the whole, I mean, it's, yeah, it's in a, in a city packed with people. You're going to have, uh, to me, no offense to them, but, you know, the frat boy type. They get a little too comfortable and, you know, they yeah. say silly stuff. They act You wear tight pants, way. you know. I would never put my hands on anyone that I do not know 
I would never do that. Even if I was completely incapacitated on alcohol, I still couldn't do it. Only if provoked. Yeah. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, I usually keep people away. I usually try to measure that distance pretty pretty accurately to keep people out of my, like, you know. At least, I, you know. If I can throw a kick or something like that and get him in the liver, maybe that's 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 the distance I want to. I usually work with. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, you know, and you, everyone can reach me at uh, Mike Hill HQ on Twitter or you know Facebook Michael Hill or at the website everythingwentblackmedia.com. Uh, I welcome any of your uh, feedback on these episodes. And once again, uh, I've been told that I should probably. Uh, Mentioned that um, you guys should like the Facebook page and also leave uh, more reviews on iTunes. So until next time, have a great day. Take care.
in your phone, in your phone number out. It's like, fuck you, dude. It's like, fuck you, dude. It's like, man. Text me. You're gay. You're gay. Text me your thoughts. I wonder if anyone would. Pro- oh, yeah, totally. That Definitely. That would be great. Are these your sunglasses by any chance? Um, they look cool. No. All right, I found them in the van when I was, like, returning it. They might be Evan Voids. Okay. Evan Void. <laughs> See? It's like, awesome, his last man. name is Schaefer. See, he's got oh, a cool name, oh, man. He, he could be 